Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, produced by Alex Skoskis. Give him the shout-out. Maybe oh, we should include him in every go. single one. Yeah, really, really get him spruced up, pump his tires here a little bit, uh, help him out. Uh, you know, kind of the Draymond Green do our Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, uh, yeah. I would say. Uh, yeah. You know, he's always, he's always doing the dirty work out there in the trenches of the uh, uh, of the uh, the audio world. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'll say this, though. You know, Alex, you know, he, he, he can lose his temper at times. He's a pretty nice guy, but sometimes, yeah. you know, he does get a, he gets a little freaky, gets a little yeah. wild. But uh, so maybe, maybe that does make him kind of our, our, our dream on, uh, you know, I, 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 yes. but I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, Alex would ever throw out a, a fan sitting near courtside just for saying yeah. he got a pass for, uh, for <laughs> punching a teammate. Uh, that was one maybe of the weirdest. That was one of the weirdest sequences I think I've seen because you know we, last season we talked a lot about a lot about this because there was a lot of fans getting tossed for some pretty bad reasons. I mean they were saying some yeah. stuff that uh, you know you shouldn't say in any situation. But this yeah. one, this one was soft. This one was charm and soft. This was brutal uh, on, on Draymond's part. You know we're going to talk about the Warriors a little bit later in the podcast, Jordan. But I mean I've I've heard already that the the Bucks apologized, refunded his tickets, and gave him new tickets to another game. There we um, go. But that doesn't. I would still be pretty pissed off. Like I would be. I would want more than that. Like I'd want like to meet the players. Like I want to dap up Giannis. <laughs> I want, like, you better. You better pamper no, a dinner me. That's with, bullshit. That's a dinner bullshit. with a dinner with Draymond though. That's who you have to go and meet. You have to go. Hell no. You know, that, that, no. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, million dollars or a dinner with Draymond. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> I mean. Something, something's going on with the refs uh, just in, in general. You know, I know it wasn't all on them. You know, Draymond kind of was complaining about it. But, mm-hmm. like, the other day a ref gave Luca a technical for yelling at his teammates. He just yeah, looked yeah, at his teammates and yeah. said, let's go! And, uh, you know, got a tech for that. Uh, so there's some there's some weird stuff, man. I don't know, Matt. You're you're in the industry. The sports betting, it's coming in here. Like, what what's going too on? Much, Some, someone pulling the strings? Someone pulling the strings right there? Everywhere. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also just think it's general sensitivity and incompetence just wrapped that's up into one that's uh, true kind of kind of uh the, the two main themes of our, our of today's society coming to a header uh <laughs> oh, in the form of because you know mo- most referees are ignorant anyways so uh is, this really yeah. just uh this really but goes Matt, hand in hand speaking of referees though the funniest thing i've ever seen i don't know if you saw the clip it was the uh nick's bulls game the ref was speaking into the mic you know oh. how sometimes he speaks <laughs> into the mic and i yeah. don't know how this hasn't happened before but Tibbs comes right into the frame so that everyone in the arena can hear her saying, we got the rebound. We got the rebound. And the ref Julius is right there, switch, too. The ref switched the mic off and said, stop. It was so fucking funny <laughs> to see Tibbs of all people. Uh, man, it was it was amazing. So, you know, they, they've got some, you know, there's some redeeming qualities. The refs can be funny mm-hmm. sometimes, too. It's crazy that the Knicks actually aren't that bad. We haven't really uh, shown them any love. They're but, hot, uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're moving up. They're moving in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, it's Big Dog yep. Ball Talk here to recap uh, the, the last week of NBA basketball. Uh, and we're going to kick it off this Friday. Uh, you know, tonight the Celtics are going to be playing the Orlando Magic, uh, the the worst playing the first. Or I guess not quite, quite the worst <laughs> anymore. The Magic have been on a, a bit of an upward swing here at yeah. their young core. But uh, the big story here, uh, Time Lord, Robert Williams, set to make his, uh, his season debut uh, coming back, I think actually ahead of schedule. I could be wrong on that, but I, I thought he was supposed to miss more time than he has. Uh, you know, not too much earlier, but still, uh, you know, a guy who is in contention for last year's Defensive Player of the Year, uh, already joining the best team in basketball. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this Jordan, it, it almost seems unfair at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 thing with Boston, we we talked about it, is that uh, the the biggest reason why they are top of the league right now is. More so because, uh, you know, offensively, they've been great. They've been amazing, which mm-hmm. is a little different than last year. You know, they didn't have the greatest offense. They have two great offensive players, obviously, Tatum and Brown. But but it was the defense that was incredible. You had Robert Williams there 
anchoring everything. You had, you know, guys like Marcus Smart out on the perimeter, obviously one, you know, defensive player of the year in the end. And, uh, you know, old man Al Horford kind of holding things together as well. And so mm-hmm. they've pieced it together without him, but their defense has taken a hit. It hasn't looked quite as good. And there's been times where that's, you know, uh, come back to bite them. Like th- this this latest road trip that the the uh, the, the, the Celtics are on, almost, they, they did come back and beat the Lakers the other night. But before that, got beat by the Clippers and the Warriors. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you notice, uh, you know, uh, in games that they do lose, they're missing that big, you know, interior presence of, of Robert Williams. He's he's so athletic. He's so big, uh, you know, uh, two uh, almost two and a half blocks a game last year. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, through this year, as long as he's physically all right, he'll be right back up there with leaders in, in blocks per game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a menace and he's a he's a he adds another element offensively as well because they don't have like a vertical offensive like lob threat. Uh, and and they yeah. have all these now they have all these new kind of uh, you know Tatum's taking a step forward as a playmaker Brown's getting you know sometimes he takes steps back uh, you know in, in certain ways but he's improving yeah. as a playmaker you br- you have Brogdon on the team now who's a great passer and and they re- haven't really had anyone to lob the ball up to in the front court they don't really have any other big guys so I they think they didn't want to throw it to the uh, the big white boy uh, Cornet coming Cornette, down there, the uh, I mean, the eclipse. I mean, you got Blake Griffin too, but he doesn't have the uh, you know the legs uh, you know uh, he, he that he tried used to have. that one. He tried that one alley oop poster. Uh, he he yeah. kind of reminiscent of his Kendrick Perkins uh, dunk or Pau Gasol dunk, and he rimmed yeah. it out. But uh, yeah. you know uh, that Lon, Lon, you know Lana Rhodes is going to be talking shit to their uh, their uh, illegitimate <laughs> child after this. I don't know who is that. Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, but you know he's he, he's I'll back. S- I'll send you some film. Man. <laughs> no, some film. no, I, okay. Is she a player? WNBA? Because uh, yeah, I watch yeah, the oh, WNBA, yeah. by the way. I support them. Um, like I said, in, best in their... ball handler in the league, man. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, there. anyway. But, you know, he, he defensively and, and like I'm saying, yeah, offensively as well, he's going to add another dimension. Like, it, it, it does seem a little bit unfair uh, to get such an important guy back. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know... That that's 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 the way the Celtics season is going so far. Like, you know, good, good started off, you know, rocky with with news that he was going to be out this long. Obviously, the whole email thing, uh, you know, questions about whether the Brogdon signing was going to work. So far, they've yeah. a- answered all the questions. Missoula has been great. Uh, uh, you know, Tatum's leading uh, most MVP polls. I think, you know, the 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 yearly. Uh, um, what, what's it called? Straw MVP poll that that Tim Bontemps yeah, yeah. over at uh, ESPN puts out every year. The, you know the first edition. They were talking about it today, and he he's number one. Uh, you know for most people. So you know every, for the Celtics, everything's going great. Um, you know as 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 well as they could have hoped. And uh, yeah, getting getting Time Lord back is only gonna uh, you know make him even better. Well, and and I, I think of all the players, because you know again, like he really does play like he's a seven footer, but I believe yeah. he only stands at about six nine. He's not really yeah, that tall. Let me uh, see where where, where is he? But yeah, he, he can really rise up. Six nine, uh, you yeah. Know, the, yeah, the former Aggie. He can he can really get yeah. up. He can pl- protect the rim using that vertical ability. He kind of reminds me of uh, kind of like a Ben Wallace type player. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would actually like to see him start fouling the shit out of guys. Like when they come down the yeah. lane, I want to see him. I want to see him get a couple flagrants. I want to see him start jawing at guys. I think that's yeah. kind of one of the only things missing. Like I know Marcus Smart kind of does that, but he also flops like crazy, so that takes away for it for me. I want yeah. like a legitimate tough guy, and I think he could be that because uh, yeah. he, he's got a tough guy look too. So I, I, I but yeah, I completely agree. You know. That big body, the the wide shoulders and frame, he'll be able to set some good screens there. And then, yeah, the lob threat is going to be there. I mean, he really doesn't have much of a bag offensively uh, otherwise, but that's not his role. When you play with, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Jason Tatum and, uh, and Jalen Brown, you don't you don't need to have any offensive prowess, really. Um, yeah. And this is good, too. I mean, even, uh, you know, Al Horford, he's been out uh, with uh, 
slash personal slash uh, COVID like symptoms, uh, yep. some kind of an illness. So, uh, you know, he's going to take he's just some old. time to get back. Yeah. And he's just, you old, don't want so to have to be gonna, playing him so much. Yeah. yeah. This is going to rest his body uh, and you, know, you can save him for the playoffs. Cause they, that's kind of what they did a lot of the last season and you uh, yeah. really paid off in the finals. You know, Al Horford was one of their, their most consistent players at times. Uh, yeah. so I think that long term this is huge. Uh, you know, the, the upside just gets even higher for the, yeah. they're already the championship favorites. Like, this is uh this is a scary looking crew and uh you know you got to give the Celtics credit because uh you know th- this big core that they've got uh they built through the draft they've done all this uh, in house uh none of this was uh you know by chance or anything like they they did a really good job on their their draft prowess and uh yeah. there's a lot of teams in the league that can't say that uh yeah. you know this is a hit after hit after hit this is kind of a, a drizzy situation uh, on yeah. this team so uh, I'm I'm interested to see how much this uh, you know makes their the impacts them because I think right now they could very well be in play to have you know a top uh, top three offense and defense uh, i think this is uh this is going to be a, a an insane finish to the season for the celtics but uh, getting him back uh you know granted that he comes back and makes the impact that we're expecting him to yeah well that's what i was going to say too i mean the last last year in the playoffs his knee didn't always look right like he would mm-hmm. have games where he, he just didn't look like himself uh but when he does you know when he when he is feeling good or, or when he was feeling good uh, you know, and he had his kind of imp- explosion that day. He 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 was back to looking great. So we'll we'll see how he you know whether he needs time to get back to being himself, or if they've been really cautious and they're bringing him back at like you know a good point where he's already you know uh, you know well past the the point where he could be playing. Like who I I'm not really sure where they're at in terms of him coming back. You know on the early side of when he could have mm-hmm. or the late side. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Luck, luckily, they have the luxury of if, if if it's not really working out, if he re-aggravates it or something, shut him right back down. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got the option. They're not, you know, they, they don't desperately need him back at this point, uh, which is no, good for them. Yeah. But uh, it- and yeah. this is a good game for him to come back against too. You know, playing yeah. the Orlando Magic, this is uh, not really a game they have to worry about too much. Uh, yeah. They can just get him some reps, get him some minutes, and I mean, if for some reason the score is close, then uh, you know Tatum can rattle off uh, four consecutive threes, and Brown will slam one home on someone, and then it'll be over. Yeah. Uh, so it's a. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this the, the way they're running this, the way they're rehabbing it, and bringing him back. I think that they're they're doing everything right right now. Uh, so you know, big ups to the Celtics, and uh, yeah, I think I think Robert Williams could. Uh, could be a huge piece down the line for, for this team. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, to, to shift our focus here, uh, another big man uh, who is rumored to, and this rumor's even been going on, uh, you know, past uh, this season. This was, you know, this has been almost a year-long thing, or, or maybe even longer if you really want to go deep into the delves of Raptors culture. Because uh, yeah. they really they really need some fucking help. They're horrible. Uh, but Yak and Pirtle, <laughs> the big Yak, uh, rumored to uh, possibly be uh, on, on the trade block, uh, and the Raptors are interested in getting him because... Jordan, I, I would just like to say this. I've been saying this since the start of the podcast. I've been saying it every single day since, and I'll continue to say it. You can't win without an actual reliable big man. And right now, the Raptors are the prime example of this. They have looked like dog water. They've looked horrible. They're bad. <laughs> they, they, God, and, and, God, and it's God, crazy God, because God. for some reason, the chemistry is bad on a team of guys who have been playing together. And I don't, I don't know really, really, really know what the hell is going on with the Raptors. But if there's anything you can do, uh, you know, to help boost the team's morale, it's you know pamper the star player. 
And what better yeah. way to do that than then bring back Pascal Siakam's best friend, uh, yeah. the guy who he was drafted alongside, and Jakob Pertl, to come in there, yeah. not only help on the court, but who knows, maybe uh, bolster the locker room. I don't know. Maybe Big Yak's a big jokester. We, we don't know. But oh, yeah. uh, I think I, I think this is this would be a perfect fit. And the Raptors, they, they might as well give up whatever they have to to get him because uh, this this fits every need that they, they could possibly have uh, right now on and off the court. And uh, they really do need to do something because it's, it's looking bad. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been very clear. The Raptors need two prototypes, two types of players. They need another ball handler, and they need yep. a proper uh, a big, a proper center. Uh, and they bring back Goran Dragic, man. Oh, fucking hell. That, you know, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I, I, and, and you know, I'll, I'll maybe mention here it here, you know, a little bit after we talk about Yak, but, like, guys to target. Theoretically, mm-hmm. Dragic was, like, the perfect guy, and, and oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened, but, you know. I don't like Slovenians now, uh, you know, other than Luka, Ooh. I still like Luka. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, it, it, it's Goran's fault, uh, you know, it's, I'm, it's it's the way it is. But Let's get uh, Zoran then, he was in yeah, the NBA yeah, for like a true. year. That's true. Um, but like, yeah, for, for, for Yak, like, it, it, he's the perfect guy, like you talk about that, you know, the, the, the thing is, everyone knows you don't want to overpay for like a mediocre center uh, in the NBA, uh, because it's not a position that's as useful as it used to be and you only have a handful of guys who can really dominate at that position and then when you when you get guys like you know back in the day you know Detroit paid uh, Andre Drummond way too much uh, to be just okay and I think the the um the the example you see today is Rudy Gobert someone like Rudy Gobert making outrageous money yeah Uh, but he's not really even like that useful of a player on the floor he's he's, he he has been you know obviously he's he's one defensive player of the year he's a big reason why uh Utah was was such a good team for so long but like there's there's it's one dimensional it 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 is and 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 especially when you're kind of you know someone like Gobert can't do a lot on the offensive end so you don't want to overpay for someone but Yak is like that perfect type of center where he's on a cheap contract He's a guy who is competent, who can rebound, defend the rim, uh, you know, has the height that you need, uh, can, you know, he's, he's, he's not the greatest free throw shooter, which, which is, you know, one of the, probably the biggest weakness in his game. He's hovering right around Mm -hmm. 50% right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's, he's good, you know, field goal percentage, you know, overall he's, he's over 60%. He's great. Like he's reliable. He's got good hands, all the stuff you want out of a center. But again, who's not, you know, we, we, you, you might get a guy like, Jakob Pertl and not play him in certain matchups, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. we, the, you know, if, if the Raptors sort of stead, keep, keep, hold steady and keep the guys that they have, you know, they, they've been throwing out a lot of, you know, Pascal at center, especially when you have, uh, you know, uh, uh, freaking OG and and uh, Scotty Barnes out there at the same time. So it, it would be the perfect guy to target as like a guy who's not too expensive, but who fills the need. Um, and, and uh, you know, as we say, he has a history with the, you know, the franchise. Masai drafted him. Everyone loved him. I, d- I don't think Masai was particularly happy having to give him up in the, uh, you know, D- DeMar trade, but he did Again, what he had to l- do. Looking obviously. back, that was, that was the best possible, uh, oh, best yeah. possible move. What if they move Siakam? Then this, no, would, uh, this would be a very different uh, life that we live. A hundred percent. No, I'm not saying it was, you know, the wrong move to make. It was obviously the right one. But, you know, I I think that, you know, Masai drafted him and even at that time still believed that he could be a good, you know, starting caliber center in this league, not a star or anything. Um, But, you know, I I think uh, he's the perfect guy to target and I would love to see them go get him. And I don't think it would take that much. It's the Spurs. They're not trying to be good. You know, I think they'd be happy to to get off him. You know, he's he's probably helped them win a few of these games that they haven't wanted to win. So I think 2025 first round pick, they'll they'll probably send him off you. 
and make make the money work with uh you know whoever uh Do, you know, yeah, Ron Harper. Ron Harper, sorry man, maybe you're the one that's going. To, I don't know. <laughs> but like Ken Burns, you, you, you know somebody. Oh, well, yeah, uh, I don't give a fuck. Get rid whoever, of him, like he's a Canadian. I like him, but uh, you know. I, so yeah, in short, perfect. I hope they do this. And I just hope the the only thing I'd be worried about is another team comes and snatches him up, up, yeah, up first exactly. because he's been uh, you know it, it, rumored to be on the trade block and a lot of teams could use him. So I hope the Raptors can sneak in there and grab him. Well, and, and right now they need to be buyers. They need to be desperate. Uh, they need to be yeah. the ones to swoop in first because OG Ananobi is going to be out for at least a few games now, uh, dealing with a hip yeah. issue. Um, and we saw it against Sacramento. Apparently, no one else can play defense anymore. It's just OG. Uh, uh, the, the the issues on defense are are paramount, I think, for the Raptors right now. This is yeah. what they need to be focusing on. This is the the biggest thing that's going to decide their future because this has been a defensive team forever. Yeah. That's always been their identity, and then they move the ball well and share the sugar well, but yeah. this hasn't been the case. You know, they the, the offense is stagnant. It seems to be a lot of, you know, just weird pick and rolls and isos and guys clamoring for pass. It's just... It's a bad look all around. So if you yeah. can get a reliable big man just to hold it down inside the paint, where they've been bludgeoned by a lot of teams, both on yeah. the glass. And actually, I'll say this. They've rebounded better this year, a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? They could be doing even better if they had a, a, a true seven-footer in there to kind of uh, mix it up and box guys out. Um, so And then again, protect the rim. That's the biggest thing they need right now as well because they really don't have anybody on this team that is a, a reliable defender in the paint. So no. uh, I, I think this is a no-brainer move. Uh, I think Pirtle would be more than happy to, to pack his bags and uh, you know get back to the cold. You know, uh, yeah. I, 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 Where is he from? Austria? Austria, the homeland, yeah, so baby. He's, He's, uh, he knows he's what it's like. Missing, it's cold there probably, in the winter. Yeah, yeah. He's probably missing the uh, the cold weather. It'd be perfect yeah. to come back here uh, around the holiday season. Uh, I, I definitely know he's he's probably sunburnt ninety nine percent of the time when he's playing in San Antonio. Uh, so yeah, that's that's yep. the spring. Bring bring, bring, <laughs> bring Jakob back home, uh, and you know, give give uh, Spicy P uh, his buddy back, and you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll bring back they- those. Uh, well, what's that? Uh, that one commercial, the 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 peanut butter and jam. Uh, oh yeah, the commercials they used to have. They did the pick <laughs> yeah, and yeah. roll. You know, Freddie ended they, up taking that role, but they they need to get these uh, these buddies back because uh, well, that Siakam I feel bad for because he's doing well right now. Uh, you know, maybe one one off game here, but I, I I don't care. Siakam's the heart and soul of this team, so whatever he wants, we need to you know fill that for him. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if true Raptors fans will know, they'll remember, they were great. They, they just played together, I, I guess it was just the one, no, it was a couple years. When, I think it was two seasons. Years? Yeah, two seasons, but but not very long, you know, actually in the Raptors rotation. It was mainly that year, that, that year, the last Dwayne Casey year, mm-hmm. the year before yeah. they traded DeMar away, that those two guys came off the bench in the front court the and were ball. awesome. They were, yeah, you know, the two, two probably Bay two Bleak of the biggest. Coming out year. Yeah, probably two of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, contributors of that bench mob you know that that front court they they had great chemistry together they were doing little passes uh you know you know between big men uh they you know defensively they were holding it down like everything worked uh between the two of them and i think that that would still be true now you know you got pascal able to stretch it out a little bit um you know he he can you know do what he does you know as that kind of fringe mvp candidate that that guy that Mm -hmm. we've seen uh this year has been amazing and and yeah Jakob can clean things up he's a good offensive rebounder all you know all the things we said it, it would just work absolutely perfectly and uh yeah especially like you're saying 
getting you know getting some 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 fun back into this team and and yeah, yeah having uh, getting getting a, an, an old Betty back in the locker room would would, would be great. So so I, I would love to see it. And and uh, here, here's my attempt at a segue, Matt. Too. I mean, th- go get uh, Delon Wright as well, uh, who played with Jakob mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, at Utah. Yeah. Also loved, drafted by the Raptors. Right. Yeah. He was great. Part of that bench mob as well. He's he's uh, you know uh, over there in Washington, not getting that many minutes. Uh, the Raptors need I another. Uh, big ball handler. Uh, I kind of put together a bit of a list of guys that they could target. I was just looking today, you know, at at, at guys with some size who could kind of take that pressure up. Fred, Fred Van Vliet and uh, Delon right, right, right up there at the top of my list. So bring all the Raptors guys back, including Demar. Go get him. He's got to be available. Hey, I, that, that would I just yeah. I would just love. <laughs> let's just trade all these new guys. Let's just get bring yeah. bring the whole old team back. Uh, Might as well. See, call Miami, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll yeah, part they need Kyle, uh, yeah. let, let him let him retire here, uh, yeah. and uh, you know get Corey Joseph back too. Uh, yeah, you know, he'll be a good 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 uh, yeah good good ball ball handler for the team. PJ well Tucker, go get PJ. He's uh, yeah, he, sure. He, he, uh, he probably doesn't want to come. He probably no, doesn't come. come on. He, does he want to play with <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, James Harden? I uh, I don't know. I I guess he kind of likes it. He's uh, you know all the I, Houston years, and he seems he to be okay chill. with it. He can yeah. just chill. Uh, but, uh, he, he would actually have to work if he played for the Raptors. Yeah, he would be true. he'd get put to work. That's uh, true. But uh, yeah, let's let's find more ways to get uh, all these former Raptors back. Back when the vibes were good, because the vibes are almost uh, yeah. Oh my god, I would fuck. I've been saying that for weeks, man. <laughs> I want to get Surge back. This is uh, this is the call out right now to Masai. Please just make Raptors basketball fun again. That's all we want. We <laughs> yeah. just need good vibes. We don't need any. We don't need wins. I like that. It's actually crazy if you look at uh, uh, throughout all social media, any Raptors, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the hell you're looking at uh everybody says the exact same thing it's the vibes the feel this is not the typical raptors team and it starts in the arena it transmits That's all the, the way i'm out. so mad matt i'm it's furious bad. if i've if got bad. any raptors fans listening right now or quote-unquote fans fuck you like people yeah, who go to brutal. the games i was watching that sacramento game and it it might as well have been empty. I could hear the mm-hmm. ball bouncing. Uh, I could hear basically the guys breathing out there. Uh, you know, Mike Brown gets ejected. You know, the stadium's you know comes to life a little bit. It's a close game though at the end of the game. And 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 the other thing, I mean, I I was watching right you know as the third quarter kind of got underway. And I know people take a while to get back to their seats because they're out getting their hot dogs or Which whatever. I don't believe halftime. in either. But I swear to God, the arena looked empty as well. It yeah. sounded empty, yeah. and I was looking at the seats opposite of you know where the camera is, and it was completely empty. And I'm so utterly disappointed. Um, I guess in people, but you know the the, the fans MLS have been priced seat, out, man. and that's just what's, yeah, what you, you know that, that's what happens. And you know I. I uh, I I don't know what to say, but that's contributing to the va- bad vibes as well. It's not just the players, but like the 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 fans in the building. Come on, mm-hmm. my yeah. God, it's we we got to do better. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to figure it out, Jordan. Maybe uh, we'll save up some money. We'll go to a game. Uh, we'll 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 do like a ceremonial tip off or something. We'll, yeah. Uh, we'll do a halftime podcast. I don't know. We'll do something to get the people Sounds fired like, up. I don't yeah. I don't know. Get the get the thunder sticks out. We'll we'll figure this out. <laughs> but uh, to to move on here uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, Kind of a damper news, especially for anyone who's uh, looking to have a, a, a nice NBA Christmas slate because uh, Steph Curry is not going to be a part of it anymore. Uh, getting a shoulder injury, uh, left shoulder, not the not the shooting stroke, but still, uh, you know, for a dynamic guy like that, that's a, that's a tough blow to have. Uh, especially with a guy who's had a lot of injuries, but it's usually been lower body. You don't really want to see, you know, once you're on the wrong side of 30, start picking up these upper body injuries to, to go along with that. Yeah. Um, but they said it's not super serious. You know, he is going to miss some time, you know, a couple weeks. Um, but when I look, when I heard about this injury, I pretty much just went, if he misses any time, this could be a, a nail in the coffin for the Warriors. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that that's an overstatement because 
they're already, you know, on the fringe of making the playoffs. They're kind yeah. of a play-in team this season. Uh, without Steph, they're not going to do anything. They are going to lose probably 85% of the games that they play without him. Uh, and at this point, you know, when he comes back, they're going to be battling uphill. Uh, and, and I realistically, like right now they're 10th. They're one game, uh, uh, they're a half game ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, which might benefit you, Jordan, actually, uh, since you were going to be giving me 50 bucks pretty soon. No, no, uh, they're turning but, it around. But the Warriors, I could, I could honestly see, you know, the, them completely dropping and potentially maybe they, they, Steph Curry would have to, again, come back, be 100% and just will them into the that 10th seed. And then they have a, a pretty hard task of getting their way into the playoffs. And then you're going to be playing the uh, like the Pelicans or the Suns or the Grizzlies uh, in the first round. I, I think that this is this could be the the, the recipe for the end, and uh, I I don't think Clay Thompson is going to be stepping up and helping anyone. I already said what I feel about Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, <laughs> uh, kind of a, a fraudulent guy this season. Uh, it's and uh, Wiggins is still out. Like you don't yeah. even have help from Wiggins, so it's, yeah, it's, it's it's bad, man. It's it's been a low it's been a low low Wiggins season too because the Warriors have sucked, which really kind of depresses me as well uh because you know my boy he's been playing good defense he's actually he's 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 under the radar still always under the radar but i can't even give him love because the warriors suck i know yeah it's it's been yeah not not a great start to the season for for these guys and i I don't know what you really do now because yeah with steph curry out you have no chance of winning i mean they, they lost that game at indiana where he injured his shoulder Mm-hmm. Steph gassed at the end of the first half. They were down by 20, even though he was had, having another incredible game. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's... I think it's, he had 27 and a half. And yeah. And they were down 20. It's insane. Yeah. It, it was, it, you know, and, and that's been the story of their season. He's been... Raptors, the, make the call. Let's get in, Steph. <laughs> he's familiar with the city. Uh, Aisha's mm-hmm. from Toronto, isn't she? Exactly. Yeah, it would be is. great. Um, this is a good but, fit. Fred Van Vliet and Scotty Barnes. Let's make it happen. Oh, God. I don't know. That, mm-hmm. w- w- would you do that, Raptors? I would do that. <laughs> I, I would do, do it. Yeah. I would do it. No questions um, asked. But, uh, well, I mean, throw Wiggins in there. If we're going to make a trade with the Warriors, please oh, bring yeah. Wiggins Give home. Give four first-round uh, picks then. Just, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, with him going down and they're not even a, at 500, like they're one game mm-hmm. under, albeit, but they're not even they, – they don't have any cushion at all. It's just yeah. – disastrous and you have teams below you trying to climb up like the lakers are scratching and clawing to get above you it's not like you're at the you're you're already kind of at the bottom and everyone below you doesn't really care about winning like there are teams uh you know around you and just below you that are going to be happy to overtake you and i don't see how they get a you know i I don't see what they're going to do they they don't have anyone else to run that off even the thunder are frisky yeah, the Thunder have uh, have shown that they're not exactly you know in full on tank mode. So there's there's lots uh, you know th- this could get a lot worse for them you know really fast and, uh, and and then yeah they're they're gonna you know they're already you know even from this position would have been kind of playing catch up to to get a good seating you know in in you know in, in into the playoffs and 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 yeah it's just it's it's the worst possible news for them um, and I I don't know what they they do like because. Clearly, I don't think they're ready to say, okay, the, you know, the window's closed, the, the Draymond, Clay, and Steph window, it's over, because they just mm-hmm. won last year. I don't think that's what they're going to do. But maybe this is going to give them the kick in the ass of, okay, maybe we do start trading some of these young guys who just aren't, we kind of have to give up on, you know, one or two of these guys, because it's... Send Wiseman uh, to the, uh, to, to one of these tanking teams? Who knows? Yeah, something like that. You know, it's been rumored, they, they've been kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sure they've had meetings about it, I've been thinking about it, because this whole two timelines thing, 
um, is, you know, has, hasn't been working out for them. And so maybe this... So funny. So funny to look back on all these fucking people. Oh, yeah, well, look, they've got the <laughs> future. they got the vets. Yeah, that's worked I out know. so well. I know. Well, like I said, you don't get that lucky. You don't get yeah. two, two, two groups of... Um, you know, all time amazing players, you, you fucking mm-hmm. idiots like that. That's, that's, uh, you got all time lucky with Steph, Draymond and Clay. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, Kaminga, Moody and, uh, Wiseman are not, you know, the, the, the next version of that. I think we've already seen yeah. that to be true now. I mean, Kaminga's playing better. He's finally getting minutes. Maybe, you know, for the guys who the Warriors are going to keep and and whether that's all of them, we'll see. But, you know, maybe this will give them a chance to actually go out there and just develop. If they're going to lose games anyway, you know, play these yeah. guys. But, but uh, yeah, it, it might be... It might be wise for them if they are trying really to say, you know, we want one or two more seasons of of the Steph, Steph Draymond Clay sort of, you know, core. We're going to... Mm-hmm. We, we want another shot at the, you know, the bite at the apple here. They, they might have to tr- start trading some people. Um, and so... Maybe that'll be what they decide to do, but uh, they're they're a team that doesn't really like to make midseason trades. They're not really that's not really no. their their mo. So they might just have to suffer through this. But I, I don't see how. Yeah, they're they're not going to be favored in almost any game against anybody without Steph. That's how bad they've been. Yeah, and, and I think at this point it's it's crazy to say because you know I was talking a little bit of shit when we started uh, introducing the segment, but. It's not going to be on Clay's shoulder. It's not going to be on Draymond's shoulder. It's going to be on Jordan Poole's shoulder to literally be Steph Curry. Yep. And this is yep. a guy who talks a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of I talk. Just got paid. About how, yeah, he says, "Oh well, you know, people are guarding me like they guard Steph now. They treat me with the same respect." That's a lie. Poole's <laughs> lie. First off, but if if that's so true, Jordan, then that, let's see it. Let's see it, Poole. I want to I want to see you go out there and make the pool party. I feel like it's pool been party. a uh, it's been a you know uh, a Sahara desert out here. It's been dry. There's been a uh, there's nothing Jordan there for us to, to yeah. There's nothing for us there to, to swim in because you, yeah. you, the jump shot hasn't been wet. Uh, so I, I, he's gonna have to really go in there. He's gonna have to be that uh, that uh, step splash brother and uh, fill in that void for Steph because uh, otherwise, that there's no one else on this team that can create like Steph besides no. Jordan Poole. Uh, otherwise, this is just gonna be like it, it won't even look like Warriors basketball. Let's be honest, it, it no. just won't. Uh, it's gonna be kind of mediocre defense flowing with uh pick and rolls that will result in probably weird jump shots being taken yeah yeah uh crazy runs to the rim like it's just outside of stuff this team really isn't good uh like it would be one thing if clay and draymond were playing better but i mean like obviously you know draymond does his thing on defensive end but like i mean offensively he's taking a complete step back again this season uh you know he just still passes the ball decently but when you're passing the ball to a bunch of like you know bricklayers you're not going to do much but and because it, draymond has it's literally come out of his mouth he has said he can't really get up for just any you know random regular season game. That's not really like who he is. He he really loves yeah. to fire himself up for you know Im- important playoff games. He's amazing at that. But what is this trend with these current players too? I don't mean to cut you off, but that, that oh I can't play in a regular season game. Okay, well then you shouldn't get paid as much as you get because the ninety nine percent of your payment is done through the, pl- the the you know you're not even going to make the playoffs. So you yeah. better fire up because every single game should be like a do or die game now. I know. I just don't think Draymond can do it, and I don't think. Like, you know, as much as we talk about Steph not needing Draymond, but, like, Draymond really helping Steph be who he is. I mean, anytime I've seen Draymond Green out on a court without Steph Curry, it has not looked pretty. Like, he, he needs he needs someone else to draw that initial attention so that he can have these little, you know, fun little three-on-twos that he gets where he can make these passes and lobs. Like, he's not... Yeah. He, if you, you know, everything's sort of equal. If, if no one creates that advantage for Draymond first... 
he's he sucks. He's not a good offensive player, and defensively, yeah. he's he's been slowly losing a step. Like he, he which is fine. He's he's getting up there in age, but like yep, yeah. Draymond has no. He does not have any ability. Uh, you know, with Steph uh, n- not out there on the floor to to make that much of a difference, and Clay. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't even have to get into Clay. Clay. Clay's just, you know, he's been he's been up and down. You you have no idea what you're getting him from him night to night. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 yeah, it, it is all going to be, you know, the ball's going to be in Jordan Poole's hands. We'll see what he can do. But I mean, uh, it's it's not looking good for the Warriors. Yeah, well, uh, let's uh, let's see what this uh, this future lineup can do to uh, to salvage the the present day Warriors season because uh, it's uh, yeah it's looking like it might be an ugly finish here. Uh, but you know we talked about one reunion already with uh, Jakob Pertl and the Toronto Raptors and Kyle Kuzma. He's talking about that Cali breeze, that, uh, yeah. that Los Angeles breeze off the off the tarmac. Uh, Kyle Kuzma also rumored to be potentially making a return to the Lakers. Uh, you know, funny how uh, all these things end up working out, eh, Jordan? Uh, the yeah. Westbrook experiment, complete fail, and it leads all the way back, of course, to Kyle Kuzma. Uh, yeah. You know, they, and there's a discussion to be made. Maybe they would have been better off never making that move. Uh, I, I think you could definitely uh, make yeah. the argument. Because uh, Kuzma's actually been pretty good for the Wizards. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's uh, an all-star level player like he thought he would be. You know, he said he was up there with like Luca and Trey Young, which you know that was a bit blasphemous. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, he he can get you 20 and 10. Uh, he he's an improved yeah. outside jump shooter, good athlete, can kind of fill it up from uh, you know the small forward. Even he could play a small ball center if he really had to. Yeah. Uh, but I, on the Lakers right now, he would be a good fit. He could take off some oh, pressure, yeah. you know. Still, still not the greatest defender, but you know, uh, it's a pretty defensive-friendly system and roster. So, I think Kuzma, if they could make this move with the Wizards, who again, uh, I feel like we that there, I think that our big dog ball talk curse really just transferred onto the Wizards. Eight straight losses, holy Ugh. shit! Since we talk about them, uh, it, it, which is rough, but you know, I, I do think the Wizards would explore that move because I don't think that uh, the vibes are really all that great there in Maryland. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what they decide to, to do. But, uh, you know, Jordan, do you want to see Kuzma back in the, the purple and gold or uh, do you think that the Wizards should hold out here? I do not want to see Kuzma back in the purple and gold. I want him somewhere else. Uh, I, I think he's a great sort of target for, for teams to go and get. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see him in a, a different situation. I've already seen the you know LeBron Kuzma uh, AD. It would be a good move for them. I think they should. And and a hundred million percent, Matt, they would have been better off the Lakers just not making that move. I mean, imagine if they had those guys. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was Kuzma, it was KCP, wasn't it? One other guy as well. It was a big uh, guy. Might have been, yeah. Uh, whoever. Anyway, uh, you know, the pieces they they desperately need right now. Shooting and defense. I, I don't know why in God's name they went away from it. I mean, that's been talked about to death but um like yeah if, if the lakers somehow could get kuzma th- that would be great for them he, he's uh, like you said you can play a little bit of defense uh mm-hmm. a much improved jump shooter a guy who can just sort of play minutes for you as a competent player and he's got good size he can rebound really well for a six foot nine guy um and and can basically play across you say you can play small ball center he could even play you know if you wanted to go extra big uh with let's say you know lebron at at the three ad and then a big uh thomas bryant or something you could even have kuz in there technically as like the shooting guard like he's a very versatile guy uh wherever you want to put him um and uh so so yeah i think if if the lakers can go and, and, and snatch him away that'd be great but like i'm saying i would love to see another kind of contending team you know a team who kind of needs uh you know uh one of those kind of you know tweener guys you know maybe i don't know the Cavs maybe go explore trying to get kuzma or or uh the the suns or somebody like that uh you know there's there's lots of teams who could use him um mm-hmm. uh you know the, the but but you know the the, the lakers are, are again desperately trying to do whatever they can to to be better they're finally 
have some wind, you know, in their sails with AD playing better and everything that's been going on. So, so yeah, a hundred percent. If they can swing it, I'd go and do it. Um, and yeah, it sounds like Kuzma uh, likes likes California. Hey, maybe maybe the the the, the Warriors can go get him. Who knows? He, he's missing his old home. Uh, he's missing the Jenner yeah. household, man. Uh, he wants to <laughs> oh, find, he wants to try and slide his way back in, man. Uh, uh, and uh, it's it, it's crazy to to think it, it could happen, man. Maybe that's uh, maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But Mia back. Khalifa is gonna be f- so sad uh, to see him go, man. Disappointed. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I don't that know. is. I just uh, yeah, just heard the name. About that. Weird, weird. Yeah, uh, but yeah, She's a podcast. I, I, maybe, Host, maybe, right? Yeah, podcaster. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's uh, maybe she'd like to see the Brody back there because I I, I don't really know what the package is that you. Throw That's back. what I'm asking. What's the package like? Because uh, I mean, like, she knows. She knows. Oh, okay. uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. The low hanging fruit. All there. right. Uh, That's the last one. Well, seriously. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a. It, it really is kind of tough to look at this and imagine how they can make the money work. How can they make the assets work? Because you know, I don't think the Wizards are just going to give them up for a 2027 first round pick like they keep rumoring. Like again. The Lakers, uh, I mean, the Lakers, might be a good the world pick. of the Lakers of the world, uh, like the, the the Lakers fans around the, the the globe, really just don't understand the value of their picks. Like they yeah. think, oh well, it's a first round pick, buddy. We're gonna be waiting five fucking years. LeBron's gonna be retired by the time that pick's even usable. Like, uh, yeah. like yeah, it could be valuable, but it might also not be because you're giving up all these assets. Like I, that's why they never understand these mock trades and whatever that the lakers are involved in uh that's why they haven't made a trade guys because their picks are worthless um (laughs) but uh you know regardless the uh you know the the lakers trying to move that yeah like russ would be the logical guy to move that's way too much money for kuzma you'd have to washington would have to send back like i don't know kendrick nunn i guess is tradable i haven't even looked uh you know at their roster recently but you know you've got yeah you've got none you've got uh God, I, I can't even think. You, I'm sure you could put something together, but it's not an easy fit. I also don't see Porzingis fitting well with uh, with Westbrook. Uh, just two totally different players. Oh I mean, no, Westbrook, yeah. Westbrook worked well with uh, you know uh, with, with Bradley Beal, but that was probably his last like you know decent season. And even then, those if you that that's going to be one of those seasons people are going to look back. Oh, look at Russell Westbrook's stat line. Oh, he was so amazing. Blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, and the the, the Wizards still finished eighth in the the East. So yeah. who gives a yeah. shit? Yeah. Uh, if he, yeah, I think they just squeaked in because I think he ended up going on like he had like four triple doubles in a row. Yeah, and the season was a crazy, crazy stats. Yep. Um, he carried yeah, his team on his back. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then again, didn't mean anything though. Uh, no. So I, yeah, I'm, I, I think if I was a Lakers fan, obviously I would pull the trigger. I'd want to bring Kuzma back, but logistically, again, this is just one of those Lakers rumors and trades that are floating around in the NBA waves right now, where it's like, well, what, what are we talking about here? This is it; just won't happen. And even uh, you know Trey Young uh, and uh, they're, they're coming, they're calling him out on Twitter about that tweet I was referencing earlier, the Cali Breeze saying that this yeah. has to be tampering. He's literally saying he wants to be back in Cali. So. Yeah. I, 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 maybe they should send him to the Kings. I don't know. That would be funny. Yeah, that's what I said. Didn't, Kings. Didn't, Kings yeah, didn't use Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Uh, just, I, I think you would look good in the purple, uh, the purple and white, purple and yeah. black, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I, I really don't. Unless they can get like a third team in there and they can start moving some of these other assets and you know get picks sent over, like then you could probably make it work. But then you're going to have to get big brain. You're going to have to find someone else that's willing to play ball with you. And uh, you know, there's there's only a few teams in the league right now that are totally out of playoff contention uh, yeah. that would be willing to do that. Yeah, uh, we'll take a look into the, the the future of the Lakers organization and I guess the Wizards as well uh, later on uh, down the road. Uh, but funny enough, you know, we're talking about the future. We're going to talk about a little bit of the past uh, again when the Lakers were clearing out their, uh, their 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 house when they were trying to get Anthony Davis. Uh, Lonzo Ball of the uh, the the Chicago Bulls uh, expected to miss the entire season, and uh, it's. Uh, 
it's going to be crazy to, uh, to to see Lonzo Ball uh, maybe not suit up at all this season because uh, it's 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 really sad, Jordan. Obviously, uh, Lonzo Ball kind of taking uh, the arrow to the knee last yep. year and now yep. likely not going to suit up at all because uh, he finally looked like the player that we were expecting him to be but with an enhanced defensive skill set. And the Lakers never got to see that. All they got was a janky jump shot and LeVar Ball going crazy on uh, ESPN. (laughs) Um, But I I, I do think that there's a lot lot of potential left with Lonzo. But if this knee injury is as bad as we're kind of seeing it right now, if he's going to be out over, it's going to be two seasons. It's kind of like a Jonathan Isaac type of injury now. Uh, It's it's not looking good, uh, especially for a guard. That I, I, it really bums me out because I do think that you know Lonzo was a big difference maker for this Bulls team. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, when when the Bulls uh, were good at the start of last season, it was you know it, it was all the pieces they brought over. You know, Demar having a great season and and Vooch playing all right and everything. You know, Caruso, all the guys they got. But like mm-hmm. Lonzo was kind of the connector of everyone. He made everything make sense. Like he was a, a guy who could set everybody up. Who was a good point of attack defender on the other side like he, he would you know he was great at defending you know point guards wing players um and and really made you know with along with caruso and other guys like made their defense way more competent than people thought it would be early on and then and then yeah it would be coming out an amazing uh well not amazing but you know in terms of where you would have expected his jump shot to be it, it was kind of amazing uh you know shooter like he was a good reliable uh, three-point shooter who, you know, w- was the perfect kind of release valve for, uh, you know, on that Bulls team for Levine and, and, and yeah. DeRozan. Um, and every, everything was working great. And, you know, it was just, it was really, really unfortunate to see him go down because um, I think that's really what kind of kicked off the sort of downward spiral that mm-hmm. the Bulls then are went on and are st- honestly still kind oh, yeah. of in. Like yeah. they, ju- they just looked... Uh, you know, not, not good at all. And, you know, people saying blow it up, you know, including us, like uh, all that stuff kind of started with, with Lonza going down. I, I kind of uh, missed the uh, DeRozan at the at power forward kind of days uh, with Lonzo yeah, in yeah. there, Zach Levine, Caruso. It was, yeah. uh, those were the days, man, uh, that, that, that yeah. number one seeded Bulls team that we thought, who knows, maybe DeRozan could get the MVP. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Uh, again, they're starting to kind of show some signs of life at least. Uh, this season, which is which is positive, but uh, you know, I think that for a lot of people, you know, you were kind of looking at them and going, okay, well, if Lonzo can come back, maybe now they'll have some potential to you know take a swing yep. at you know cracking the top eight, uh, maybe even getting into that uh, that six seed area. But without Lonzo, I do think that they're kind of destined to be one of these uh, these play in teams, and uh, I, I don't think they're going to make it out of that play in tournament either if they're in that situation. No, like they 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 really should. You know, I mean, I, I, they should blow it up. You know, of all the teams that should blow it up, it it, it, it should be that. I mean, they can they can keep they can try they can uh, yeah, like you're saying, squeeze into the play in and and I don't know maybe try try one more time to make some noise. But um, they're they're a deeply flawed team mm-hmm. that we talked about a lot last year that hasn't really addressed any of their issues. Like and and then not to mention they've gotten even worse because you know Zach Levine's been dealing with stuff. Um, you know, uh, in, injury wise, a little bit this season. Uh, like, uh, uh, freaking Vooch is another year older. Mm-hmm. Demar doesn't look quite as inspired. I mean, then that loss in OT loss at home against the Knicks the other night. Like they they were trying clearly as as hard as they fucking could. And you know, yeah. to to when when Brunson hit that dagger there at the end, the body language was just it it, it was not great. Like the, <laughs> these guys, uh, they 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 
they mortgage their whole future. And then you, you the one guy you do have, uh, you know, still, you know, on your team who you kind of hoped could take a step forward, Pat Williams, uh, hasn't been all that impressive. Like he's, he's been okay, but he hasn't yeah. been the difference maker they needed him to be. So they're, they, you know, with, yeah, again, with Lonzo out, there's just, there, there's no way for them to improve and they don't really have any other way to, uh, make a trade even laterally or up. They don't have any really assets to, 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 to move. Um, and, and so, yeah, they're kind of in a tough spot and, and I would, if I was them, you know, uh, blow it up say you know we gave it a go last year um but i i'd start trading away guys um because uh it it could it, it you know it it will just get worse uh if you if you sort of try and stick with it like i mean i when i was looking at trades you know guys that the raptors could go and target like you know ball handlers uh, caruso would be a great guy to go mm-hmm. pick up and mm-hmm. you know when when uh caruso and you know the bulls played against uh the the, the warriors last month i think it was sometime you know Steve Kerr was caught, you know, at the end of the game yeah. saying, I'd love to have you, man, whatever. So, like, the, the Sharks are circling around the Bulls. Uh, there's, there's, there, all of their guys are in trade rumors all the time. And I think, I think it is indicative that it's just, it's, they, 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 they gave it a shot. The experiment hasn't really worked. The gamble hasn't really worked. And, uh, and yeah, Lonzo, the, 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 the more this kind of bad news comes out, the clearer that becomes, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's kind of exactly the, the perfect way to put this Bulls team, the way it's constructed. It was a gamble. They, decided they made that Vooch trade and then they said okay we are going to spend all of the money we're gonna just take everything into whoever is on this free agency class we're dumping all the money in. we're trying to get the best available guys and that's what they did and it kind of worked out but that was lucky looked good at the beginning that was lucky I think because they really just you know they got a couple guys and then went okay fuck it let's just see how this goes roll it out kind of you know when your first uh your first time you've ever played a 2k my gm and you just go out and try and get these high overall players yep. and that's it you and then you have no future and then everything sucks after they did they're about to like, be in the they, everything sucks after stage without any success beforehand i mean they, they did what i think the like i, I really you know the, the timberwolves this 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 offseason go and get fucking rudy gobert obviously you know mortgage their future for a guy uh well into his career kind of older than teams typically would give up so much to get mm-hmm. and and i feel like they you know the the owners were kind of looking at the bulls having just done that you know the the, the new owners over there of the of the wolves saying hey we can we can kind of do this too um like it it, it was kind of a a strange move mm-hmm. uh everyone kind of you know clowned the bulls for making it but to to give them credit you know at the beginning like we're saying with lonzo everything was clicking uh, it, it seemed to be working, mm-hmm. um, but again, you know what? You have one, you have one kind of thing fall out of place, uh, and then you're screwed because you have you have nowhere to go. Um, and uh, so, 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 yeah, it's 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 really unfortunate though because it it, it was working. The gamble yeah, did yeah, kind of yeah. seem to pay off. It, if if the goal was to be a competent team, you know, in the playoffs, um, but you know, there's not even any guarantee this year that that they're going to be there. So it, it really sucks for the Bulls. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how the domino effect uh, ends up tumbling down onto the the Bulls later on into the season. And uh, to wrap the podcast up, uh, this one it's going to. I mean, I'm, I I feel like we're going to be on the same page about this, Jordan. I'll be shocked if we're not. Um, but the NBA unveiling new, uh, renamed, revamped awards. Uh, you know, you've got the Michael Jordan, uh, MVP, uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon defensive player of the year award, uh, the Jerry West. This is a brand new one that they've never, uh, they've never put out. That's never been awarded before. Uh, the Jerry yeah. West clutch player of the year. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, and they got the Wilt Chamberlain rookie of the year award, the John Havlicek six man of the year award, uh, and the George Meekin most improved player of the, uh, of the year award. Pardon me. Uh, 
For, I don't know even know where I want to start here, Jordan. Um, no, let, let's start. Let's start with the names. This is probably the least problematic part of it for me is naming them after you know historic players. Uh, I think that that's fine. You know, you see it in other sports. Uh, you know, the the, the major awards like an NHL. That's uh, the Hart Trophy, the Norris Trophy. Yep. It's you know guys who built up the legacy there. You know, I'm sure a lot of people don't know who any of these uh, those players are, and I'm sure you know there's some people yep. who probably don't know who George Meekin is. Uh, but I do, yep. I do like the idea of having them named after a player. I like that. Um, but here's yeah, the, me too. Here's the problem. Some of these picks were fucking dumb. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan MVP, sure that that that's fine. Uh, you know, uh, he 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 racked up a, a couple of those in his career. Um, yeah. But the and the Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon Defensive Player of the Year, cool. Wilt Chamberlain Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I mean, I guess makes sense. You know, he was insane his rookie year, like thirty points, 20, uh, 20 rebounds a game. Um, the Meekin Trophy, Most Improved with the Player of the Year award, kind of dumb because the whole basis is just that he became like. The Meekin drill. That's all that it pretty much was like, oh, well, well this was a really quick way for guys to fast track themselves to improving their ability at finishing underneath the rim. And it's like, cool, yeah. that's such a good way to name an award when now the whole game is based on people shooting from outside. That makes a whole lot of sense. I know. Um, but my biggest gripe, the John Havlicek Sixth Man of the Year Award. Uh, and, and Lou Williams, you know, he went on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this with uh, Jamal Crawford. They were talking about it. The two of the, the two yeah. GOAT six men, in my opinion. I think a lot yeah. of people have been here. Yeah. How the hell is it not named after one of them? That makes no sense. The two guys who won the yeah. John Havlicek was playing 47 minutes per game most of his career. Uh, I, I, he, I think he only came off the bench two seasons, his career. Again, yeah. a, a legendary player, one of the best Boston Celtics of all time, but you're going to name it after him? I, I don't. I, maybe it's a recency thing. Like They didn't want anyone too fresh. Uh, like they didn't want you know they're not going to yeah call it like I don't a, think they did yeah, yeah. but but uh, that's that's crazy that those two and Jamal Crawford's not even in the game anymore you know he's retired he's done you know Lou Williams yeah. is still playing it should be the Jamal Crawford Six Man of the Year award in my opinion I I I think that one's almost ludicrous uh, of a name but I, I don't yeah. know how you feel about that Jordan but that one really irked me because it's uh, that uh, that's stupid in my opinion. Well, I, I didn't even know John Havlicek came off the bench. That mm-hmm. was news to me. I was mm-hmm. like, what? I mean, I you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't remember, you know, specific box scores way back in the 60s or whatever, but I was like, oh, okay. Well, and he's a guy that I finished guess, games you know, too. So it's, uh, it's yeah. hard to remember some of those times. But like, uh, if I was going to give it to someone, what about Ginobili? I mean, Ginobili sure, too, yeah. you know, a guy coming off the bench. Only ever won uh, it once you know, though, I think. No, I, I know. But and, still, and, great six man, yeah. Yeah, like consistently because it's, it's an award. It's a very, like, it's a very specific kind of award. It's kind of a weird award. It might be the weirdest of all the awards mm-hmm. to give out because it's like, you don't want, like, I think Havlicek is. He was too big of a star. He was too important. And and yeah, if if he came off the bench, it. I don't think it was. Um, you know, uh, yeah. You you said he came off maybe two seasons. Like it, it doesn't really count. But like, uh, you also have guys who are good off the bench, but who are you know. And I think, honestly, maybe Lou Williams can fall into this category a little bit. Maybe Jamal Crawford a little bit less. But I think a lot of times they were on the bench because they weren't good enough to start in the sense of, you know, the the rest of the team. Like, I I think they they came off the bench, played their role amazingly. But like, and that's why they won so many of the awards because, you know, they were great, great scoring players off the bench. And so that's kind of what the award is for as well. But if you look at someone like Ginobili, Ginobili came off the bench as like a sacrifice. Like he came off the bench because... 
he, he was clearly one of the, the top five best players on the Spurs. Like, you oh, know, he sure. would yeah. finish games all the time. Um, but he came off the bench just because, you know, you they, they, they wanted, you know, another sort of more defensive-minded shooter next to Tony Parker a lot of the times. And he came off the bench and kind of led the second unit. So I think... A guy like Ginobili really embodies it, but Havlicek, he was too big of a star. It doesn't make it. It, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and and you know, there's there's probably other you know examples of guys who kind of filled that Ginobili role back in the '90s and the '80s that I, I'm not really thinking of right now. But but I agree it, the Havlicek one doesn't really make sense, and the Meekin one doesn't make sense either for the award that it is. He came into the league and average right away averaged like 25 fucking points per game. I looked over his stats today. Mm-hmm. He had no sort of improvement yeah. arc. Which is what we're supposed to. Not to mention, he didn't win the award. I know it didn't exist back then, but like, no. When I think of you know a player who has improved, like it's it's tough because you know I I I think the NBA kind of ran into that issue of like, okay, we don't really have anyone who perfectly fits this award. We kind of have to because usually the guys that win the Aaron Brooks most improved player of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It really should go, even though he's still playing. It absolutely belongs to Giannis because we have never seen a guy. We have never seen a guy with such little, uh, you know, hype coming into the league reach the heights that he has reached. You know, defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, Finals MVP, uh, best player in the league. We've never had someone, uh, you know, reach that pinnacle without having any hype surrounding him coming into it. So he's the perfect example of that award. And was also Uh, super raw when he came in. It wasn't just no hype. Yeah, it was about improvement. Yeah, Yeah. very little skill. Uh, A lot of upside. Like, obviously, they didn't want to give it to, you know, anyone currently playing, but... I don't know. They're they're gonna have to like uh, you know as soon as Giannis retires, they're gonna have to slap his name on that because he that is his award a hundred percent. And and so so yeah. I mean the Jordan one's fine. The Wilt one is fine. But even Wilt, I mean Wilt had an amazing you know rookie season. Obviously he came in averaged whatever the fuck he averaged. It he was, was a globe trotter. But for God's sakes, of course he was gonna win rookie uh, <laughs> year. Well, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of guys who came in and 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 were amazing in their rookie year. So I don't know if Wilt is like the absolute no brainer for that, but it's Wilt. You kind of need an award named after him. Uh, mm-hmm. For God's sake, you know he's one of the biggest legends of the game. Um, and then yeah, I mean uh, Jerry West. I'm okay with that one too. Um, well, well, good. Hold he, on. Are you? But what do you like? What do you think though of the actual award itself? Giving out a clutch player of the year award. I just don't get how you can give out a regular season clutch player of the year. I mean, is that yeah. just whoever hits the most buzzer beaters in the regular well, season? Well, exactly. I mean, I, and what? And how are you going to measure that? Because then a guy who is clutch that maybe on a good team that blows teams out and never is in those situations, like Jason Tatum's not going to yeah. win it, but he's a clutch player. No. I would say, like, uh, I mean, he's That's still got he's got to prove it a little bit more. But like, he he's he's had some good moments in the fourth quarter. There's a lot like yeah. this award it shouldn't even exist in my opinion yeah i mean it's 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 kind of interesting i mean i'm i'm, ex- I'm interested to see who they go with but i i just it's more of an award that's i, I don't know it, it shouldn't be an award that's like officially regulated or like voted on yeah. i don't think like it, it should be it's a cool thing award. to discuss yeah it's a cool thing to like discuss like who's the clutchest player this year but it's a very weird award um yeah to to sort of give out officially but if you're going to name it after anyone uh, I'm fine with it being Jerry West. He was an mm-hmm. incredibly clutch player. Yep. And, you know, he one of the sort of, you know, uh, sort of grandfathers of the league type of thing. The only other thing, though, Matt, I mean, Surprising. six awards, three white players, three black players. Really? Are we going to uh, pretend that that was the kind of the balance of power over time? Interesting. Uh, really should be more like, uh, you know, six uh, out of zero, uh, four to two or <laughs> five to one. Three and three uh, seems like a bit of a stretch, but you know, uh, I, I guess it is what it is. But uh, I mean, overall, I, I'm not. I, I know a lot of people are kind of outraged about it. I'm not that mad about it. Like, I agree with you. I I, I like that they're kind of named after players. That's cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, some some questionable 
questionable stuff went into it for sure. Well, and so again, the names, whatever, even the clutch player thing, like I'm not, I'm just going to ignore that. I don't give a fuck about that award. I don't think I ever will. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll give out our picks at the end of the year on the, on the podcast. Uh, so, you know, you could guys be excited. All you guys who clutch stats watchers, you know, be, feel free. We're going to talk about it. I'm sure. Um, Yep. But uh, like last year, hey, DeRozan. They're giving out this year, De- man. DeRozan I mean, who, who's, finally who's got in the lead hardware. right now? He could have got hardware last yeah, year. Yeah, last year it would have been him 100%. Um, 100%. But my problem actually is the physical trophies. This is Yeah, the why do they biggest, look like Oscars? Yeah, that too. They're just ugly. You can't tell who is supposed to be. Like the poses are genetic. They don't even look like real basketball plays. Like the Michael Jordan MVP award is him doing a layup or something like what the fuck even is that he's just like reaching up at the ball i don't know it's it's, it's supposed to symbolize uh how uh, the journey from you know at the bottom it's super rocky and then either it gets kind of more sculpted up to this goal it's supposed to symbolize the journey of you know getting into the league being drafted and then becoming an mvp who gives so, a shit or whatever that who means. cares man it's not supposed to be fucking uh some kind of monumental big art piece. I just want a cool trophy. That's all it needs. The the MVP trophy that they've been getting out for years. That's the way it should look. That's a good trophy. Yeah, I that's think a it's nice fine. looking yeah, trophy. I like it. This just one little... looks like an Oscar. It's small. Who gives a shit? It's gonna look yeah. stupid. It looks like it's gonna break right off the little podium it's on. And, and why the... are the other ones encased in glass? And then, What's yeah, that? exactly. The ones encased... and they teased this a little bit last year. And people said they looked ugly. It was the All Star Weekend. I'm pretty sure that's what all the the awards they were giving out with these. Someone's gonna drop it. Glass. It looks like smooth out on the other. Someone's gonna drop it and break this. But thing. they just have no personality now. Like there's yeah, like again, I, I, I've said it before. The defensive player of the year award, I thought was the best looking, one of the best looking trophies ever. Uh, Coach of the yeah. year award too. You know the, the 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 guy sitting on the bench. That's a great uh, great looking trophy. And now they're just diminished to these weird little like they look like a trophy that you would uh, spend like the extra two dollars on uh, if you were like organizing a youth basketball tournament or something. It's yeah, these are yeah. ugly. I don't like the look of them. I don't think they like longevity. People will ever kind of be like, oh man, look at this prestigious trophy. Like I don't think this is this is going to last. I think they're going to end up reverting these to a different, they're going to change them up again. But I'm getting like Adam Silver. You're starting to piss me off, man. You're trying to change all this stuff that doesn't need to be changed. How about you focus on, you know, guys flopping? How about you focus on guys traveling? How about you focus on all the double dribbles? How about you focus on the fact that we can't even get, uh, you know, people to go in and fill seats in 99% of your arenas. Like, put some focus on some things that actually matter and impact the game instead of all these stupid cosmetic changes that he's decided to make. Uh, nobody, hey, we got nobody, a mid-season tournament and we got a clutch yeah, player of the year. Nobody wants a fucking mid-season tournament. I've never heard someone say, man, all I want is a pointless tournament in the middle of the year that's going to that take away games from the regular season. Uh, like... Actually, I heard Alex say that one time, but he's the only one. Well, Alex told that to me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm really really starting to get pissed off. Like I'm about ready to get the Ouija board out and get David Stern back in here so he can set things straight because I'm getting absolutely I'm I'm done, man. I'm done. I can't deal with this. It's, <laughs> this is brutal. I'm like uh, maybe I'm being a boomer or something right now. But these changes, no bueno, not into it. Don't like it. Switch it, Matt. Come on. I mean, yeah, I I I, I hear you for sure. I mean, I. I I, clearly it's something they put like a lot of work into and you know the sculpting and you know everything with the but I, I think it's true I, I don't I, think they I think, put work into it at all again they don't look well, like them they're stick figures <laughs> well I think I think like Jordan I, I'm pretty sure I heard like one of the designers from Jordan brand helped with the the MVP yeah, well, trophy all, all their and new so, like, shit's ugly too put, <laughs> oh yeah, you, see, like, you can tell all the people that really like rocking the Zion ones that uh, probably yeah. had sold 10 oh, copies oh my god Oh my god! 
Yeah, I always went straight with Nikes. I was never a Jordan guy, to be honest with you. No, I, I don't think because they it's never the made mistake, the, the only ones. That they never are really good. made basketball shoes. No, the, they just made shoes yeah, to wear. The retro sneakers was, are the only ones that look good. That's why. Yeah. That's the only thing anyone cares about. Whenever they drop a new actual like basketball shoe or the like the Jordan twenty or whatever, I guess they're on like thirty four now. Nobody gives a yeah. shit about those ones. Like they only want the retros. Just keep going with the retros, and that's it. Make the colorways, make the re releases, and don't let yeah. them design trophies because they're supposed to be designing footwear. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I I think I think you're you are hitting a a good point that the NBA seems to be focusing on all these weird, you know, they're, they're kind of missing the point of of, of things to focus mm-hmm. on. Like there's a lot there's a lot we can improve in the game, um, and yeah, the little things around the the edges, no one really cares about them anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, someone get uh, whether it's whether it's Adam Silver or I don't know a new commissioner, who knows? You know, someone with more substance, yeah. uh, you know, with more kind of uh, and someone who can stand up to these diva ass players as that well. Too. Please, uh, that's what I miss about Stern. Is he? Uh, you know, he he said, I, "I know where all the bodies are buried because uh, I put them there." Uh, and uh, you know, I love I love the attitude. He would have. He would have. He would have probably put uh, Kyrie? Kyrie in a chokehold that we would never have seen him again. He'd been out. Yeah. He'd have been done. He'd be in China. He'd be in Taiwan with Dwight right and now. And even Adam Silver wasn't um, even the one that enforced those suspension. That was Joe Tsai. I know. I know. Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot of issues, uh, you know, with with our league. We can fix it though. You know, mm-hmm. if you guys, uh, you know, put us in a position of power. Yeah, uh, honestly, we, we can do it. Co commission. There we go. That'd be yeah. good. And then uh, Alex will be the shadow commissioner, and then you guys will just see yeah. some really weird changes. Uh, be like, hey, well, the, the, excuse me, we'll play at every halftime yeah, uh, yeah. show. You know, the, we'll we'll get more. Uh, I don't know, alternative music. Uh, in, in yeah, the, that's what the NBA is lacking. Yeah. Why? Why, yeah, yeah. why the fuck <laughs> is every NBA player Lithuanian now? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh, Who is uh, with the first pick? Koshbish Bastovich. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Bukowskis. He's a half Canadian yeah. Lithuanian guy. Well, you play for the Nick over it. How you pronounce his name? Uh, he'll be back. He'll be a star. He'll be <laughs> pushed yeah. uh right to the moon but uh you know love lithuanians yeah get get us at big dog ball unlike talk, slovenians though. fuck you Goran. <laughs> uh yeah get us at big dog ball talk uh let us know what you think of the current state of the nba what, do you like the new trophies do you hate them uh who would you have named uh, some of these trophies after you think havlicek was the right call do you want ginobili you know let us know uh at big dog ball talk get us at twitter uh instagram tiktok but uh you know especially twitter uh you know we're we're active over there we want you guys want to hear from you guys uh but we're going to be back on Monday to recap this weekend's action. I'm sure there's going to be yep. loads of drama, as there always is in the NBA, but for Big Duck Ball Talk, Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, and that's my good friend Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Always says. Well, I normally say my own saying, Matt, but I heard a saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've been hearing a saying uh, sort of repeated by other people. It's really inspiring to me, uh, and it's from my uh, one of my heroes, LeBron James. I don't know if you've uh, uh, heard it, but... It uh, you know it, it, it helps uh, again to inspire me to to get me to do my best and it's uh, yabba dabba do no Navy. no baby <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I love it yabba dabba do uh, old just, navy <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really inspiring it's it's great uh, thanks for that LeBron uh, you always uh, you lift me up I, I wish we could have put that one in the uh, the, uh, the, the the top five LeBron James lies uh, yeah. we cover the lyr- <laughs> the, his lyricism yabba dabba do old yeah. navy <laughs> uh, we love you Bron we love you man.